Hello. I'm so excited for Just Cofefe and Politics today, Bubble. I know, really good show today. I'm excited too. I know. We have a big guest, y'all. A huge guest. I'm so excited from the loud majority. And he is Mr. Kevin Smith. Now, let's bring him in. I don't want to wait any longer. All right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome Thanks to so Just Cofefe and Politics. I like that. It's a, a that's a good uh, it's a good combining of the two names. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you caught it. Thank yeah, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, no, I'm so excited, you guys. I got Alabama here. I got my Midwestern Southern twang, and we got some new what is it? Long Island <laughs> up in the oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's gonna be everything's gonna be one word the whole time. That's how we. I'm that's excited. How we one, one long. Hey, that's a, it, that's a, the accent is is honestly one of my favorite uh, parts about listening to you and Sean. So, right. Well, um, actually, <laughs> you guys. Most, most people. What was that? That's a bad lag. We have a bad lag. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Um. Now, so one of the things I was thinking, I was like, we need to make sure our audience can understand what we're saying with all of our accents. So I was like, what if we have Kevin give us a Long Island English lesson today real quick? This will be fun. I know, right? There's a couple of words I want to know what they yeah. mean as well. So, how do you guys say, we're going to have Bubble say it, because it'll be hysterical, okay. hot dog? Hot dog? <laughs> That's a D-A-W-G, so everything has like, by the way. Yeah. So, and you just say what, Bubble? Hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> hot dog and hot dog. And I'm just hot dog. There you go. <laughs> One more. Let's pick another one. What about? See, I love it because. What was that? We have such a that? lag, Kevin. I'm so sorry. I said, no, let's fine. pick hey, one more just... word. What do you got? How about? How about like something with an R? Like we say. Okay. Better and and I'm always my R's are too long. Anything that ends in an ER, replace it with an A. So you got better. Got uh, yeah. This coffee's like this coffee is way better. Uh, that's the one. Uh, let's see what 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 else is there with an ER? ER ER. What's We gotta get to the point. It's New York minute. You gotta you quick butter. Butter. Yeah. I love it. Pecan. That's usually a good one. I know. Pecan, I- pecan. Pecan. So, a beck? A beck. A beck. I don't know. What's a beck? Oh, no. I have a friend out there who says you need to eat a beck. It's like bacon, I, egg, and something. Cheese, something. Bacon, oh. egg, and cheese? Nobody calls it a beck. Yeah, it's a bacon. Well, here's the thing. So, this, so obviously, there's, uh, there's ingredients. You got bacon, egg, cheese, salt. Make sure you say it all in one word. So, it's just bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully they'll all be able to understand this now that we cleared up our R's, our separate, and our we have a lot of um, endings like A W. <laughs> we have such a lag. I'm so oh. sorry. I'm not digging it. Okay. No, it's fine. Let's hear about. Let's hear about the loud majority. All right. It's funny. Yeah. So uh, uh, it started uh, two. Two years and what is that? Nine days ago, 
Uh, there was also in our neighborhood. There's actually a th- third one of our founders, uh, Heather. She doesn't show because she doesn't like being on camera, which I don't understand why because she looks way better on camera than Sean and I could ever dream of. But uh, she doesn't like being on camera, so uh, we always like to let everyone know that she's around. Uh, if you saw the pictures I posted last night, that's her. So everyone loves Heather. But um, her and I went to high school together, and uh, uh, there was a local pizza place in our neighborhood that the guy had a Trump flag hanging out of the back of his pizza place. So the crazy lady that lived decided to stage a protest of this pizza place. And when we heard about it, everybody from the neighborhood went down there and uh, me and Heather reconnected again after high school. You know, and uh, yeah, as people do after school, you know, we just lost contact. But we reconnected down there and uh, then people started talking about this rally that was going on, this, this car caravan that this guy was throwing in, uh, in the town over. So me and Heather were like, do you want to go? We went. And then we saw some guy standing on the in the bed of his pickup truck with a megaphone and wearing one of those like tricorn hats, like like the Revolutionary War hats. Uh so we're like, oh, you know, this will be fun. Everybody's waving flags, having a good time. At the end of the rally, we're down by the beach, and I go up to that guy and I'll give him a beer. And I was like, Hey man, this, this is pretty great. We should do it again next weekend, except longer. And he was like, sure. And that's when I met Sean. That was two years and eight days ago, and uh, I've been to them every. And uh, our first car parade, the, the first it. one he threw. Yeah, the first one he threw had about three hundred cars. The next one had five thousand. For that, that we took a thousand cars uh, down Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, right in front of Trump Tower. We blocked Fifth Avenue, like the most bit, like the busiest street in the world, probably. Uh, blocked off Fifth Avenue Tower. The weekend after that, we had. 15,000 cars the entire length of Long Island, which is about 102 miles. The caravan itself uh, was about 60 miles long. It was uh, uh, probably about 30,000 people. We went from uh, Queens all the way to the Montauk Lights, which is uh, both ends of Long Island. And uh, after that, we started getting involved in, uh, after the election was over, uh, we were like, what do we do with this? We got this, we got this moment momentum let's put something towards it we started to get involved in school board races and uh local library elections and city council races the, the that people so you can get involved in and uh once we did that we started picking up some wins we flipped a couple boards we flipped library trustees and we're on to the to the big elections we're on the governor uh we've got here in new york to uh try to get chuck schumer uh with uh Joe Pinion, who's an awesome guy, he used to be on hosted a Newsmax Saturday show. We're given to try to get Chuck Schumer out, and then all of our local elections. The show kind of grew from there. We built the show out as we were going along, just to like let everybody know what we were doing, and then it sort of evolved into the news broadcast. Now and uh, now we we on our on our local show we cover a lot of local stuff. You know, crazy teachers. There was one t- teacher in our school who threatened to uh, beat up the kids if they didn't wear their masks properly, so we report stuff like that. And on our national LFA show, we, we have fun and talk about all the national races, like uh, in Pennsylvania and Ohio and uh, Arizona. Wow. Man, you guys are knocking it out of the park. So here's the thing. I knew who you were from the loud majority, and I told everybody I didn't know who Kevin was when they were talking to me. And then I'm like, oh, no, Kevin from the Loud Majority. They're like, hello, wake up, Blondie. Bubble was laughing yeah. and, you know, whatnot. And <laughs> uh, we carried on about it. But, hey, Bubble, give me that clip. Check it out real quick. Yeah, it's a good one. Yo, I laughed so hard, Kevin. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, my neighbors. Yes, good morning to everyone here. Fantastic morning, Yeah, everybody. it's a nice day, really. It's finally, uh, it's starting to feel the way it I would like feel. it to feel out there. It's starting to feel like there was a bit of a chill in the air this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, seven more days until summer is officially over. What a happy guy I am. The final week of this crap. Well, oh. I mean, does it matter when it officially ends or does it matter when it starts to change? Um, well, it's starting to change now. Because were it, you know, like 50, but, 50 degrees this morning, would it like... No, summer. You still got to deal with the people who go, it's still summer! Because then well, it's like one like but one I, day closer to winter. I, I mean, while it is chilly this morning, I do feel as though 
we may have a hot Halloween. I hope not. I hope we don't have a hot Halloween. I hope we have a, a cold Halloween. I always felt bad for kids when Halloween was like really, really cold. Because then, like, their mother makes them put their winter coat on. Yeah, over o- the costume. O- over the costume. Because, you know, Superman was wearing a North Face. Yeah, yeah. It, it's our Darth Vader was wearing his freaking puffy <laughs> jacket big, big puffy with jacket. the helmet. Like, no, no, you look like Darth Vader. It's like, no, I look like Darth Vader in a winter coat. Yeah. That Darth Vader was hot enough as it I is. I like Darth Vader in space balls. Obviously, as Darth Vader was. And, by the way, we are officially under 100 days till winter. 98 days until winter, just to let everybody know. Um, <laughs> So, let Claire, me tell I you. Stop laughing back, Claire. It's jail summer. I am like yeah, Sean, so excited uh, Sean, about that. Sean and I do not like the heat whatsoever. That's why. Me neither. <laughs> so we joke around. With, so we joke around with people that they're like, "Why is it so important to to flip New York red when we do national shows and stuff?" And I go, "Because I want to live in Florida because it's too hot." <laughs> And I can I can attest to you that it is it it's it's no fun down here. Um, no, okay. So and so I'm Alabama, on, I'm on. If you're from Alabama, there's only one real important question. Roll tide. Roll tide. All right. Roll tide. Yeah. Look, no matter what, here's, you, what you answered, I would have been wrong because I'm, I'm a Florida Gators fan. So hey, my brother's a Gator fan. No, oh, well, you, your brother's probably awesome, then. So I, I, I pull for the Gators too, and I, I can't no, lie. No, I'm no, also, no. you know, I'm, no. a, I'm a war eagler too. Um, you know, right side no. broadcasting is based out of Auburn, so always got to support those guys too. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they're, awesome. they're based that. out of Auburn. So exactly how I became a Florida Gators fan, and I, I tell them because when I was growing up, I was a Mets and a Knicks fan. And I needed all my clothes to match, so I wanted to wear like a football jersey. So I had a Gator fan because of the blue and orange. Yes. Luckily, after they were off, so it worked. So everything was everything was just fine there because uh, it would have been a little, a little harder if they sucked. That is awesome. Well, you know, both y'all. I'm from Michigan, so you know we got we got state, we got go blue. But on but on Sundays, of course, everybody's Lions bound. And I'm a Steelers fan, yeah. so it doesn't always go over real well. Uh, a kid from my neighborhood actually—he just graduated from Ohio State. He—he uh, he was a—he uh, was their tight end for, for four years. So uh, oh, I'm a, I, I, I was an Ohio State guy because I had to cheer for the kid from the neighborhood. But uh, now he's on the yeah. Jets, so his career is over. Oh, that's awesome. So with um, the loud majority, you guys, man, the work you're doing is incredible. Seriously, Bubble and I were like, whoa, when we went through some of like the stuff and, you know, I was subscribed. So I was watching when I could. Here's the part that I really didn't know. I didn't know so much about the New York area regarding your government and your politics. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the country probably is more focused on their state. And I was like, New York's a big deal right now. So it'd be great to know more about what Very is up and coming. Big deal. Kevin, um, Jody's not real up on the, the um, Tina uh, Forte and AOC uh, showdown. Fill her in. Tina, yes. Little bit. Let me tell you, Just a little bit. Let me tell you, and I, and I mean this with all love I have in my heart, Tina Forte scares me to death. I'm so <laughs> afraid of her. I love it. Because I know she could beat my... Without thinking about it, but uh, no, Tina's great. Uh, you know, she, she she she's definitely got an uphill battle against AOC just because of the way the district maps are drawn. But if anybody can do it, she can do it. And uh, you know, she's a real fighter. She she's wild. She does like American Ninja Warrior and all. She's she, she's jacked. But she's she's a great candidate because uh, you know I was we were talking to J.R. Majewski about this today, that there's a new breed of kids coming around that that isn't so. 1990s Bill O'Reilly kind of uh, you know Carl Rove very you can just tell they're very boring people like you know there's a new way where you can where you in the constitutional values while drinking at a tailgate while you can you know, while the cultural issues aren't so front and center in your life but most people just want to be left alone and you're starting 
to see it really bubble up with the with the rise of young people running for office. We have a kid out here running in Astoria, Queens, Stefano Forte. He's 25, and he's running for state senate in New York. Like, what? When, when I was 25, I didn't know there was a state senate, and most of the time I had forgotten exactly. even in New York. Like, you know, the fact that young people are doing this right now is really – it's really inspiring because people are using the tools that the establishment has given us to spin it right back in their face. I mean, without, without Facebook, without YouTube, without, we aren't where we are now. And as much as I hate these platforms and I hate what they stand for and I hate what they do, I will use what they gave us to beat them because they can't stop all of us. And that's why it's so great to have platforms like a true social, like a getter, like a rumble to be able to not, uncensor yourself but to really say what you know to be true while other platforms using it to grow the brand to move people over to over to the more friendlier platforms absolutely yeah for sure so as far as what's up and coming for your voting right now you got the governor's race in new york lee zeldin okay oh yeah lee zeldin is uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, long island congressman uh four terms he worked State Senate before that. It's an army even. Uh, he was in the hundred first airborne. Uh right out of high school. Awesome dude. Like he's a, you know, some politicians you could say they're like they like they're good. They're really smart. Lee Zeldin is a just a cool guy. He's fun. He texts me all the time. Just nonsense. We like share memes. He's funny. He's he's just I a regular down to earth person. And there's not so many of those. Even the good politicians that that we all like, you know, when you get, you know, they never meet us because you're probably going to be disappointed. But when you meet, if you meet Lee Zeldin, he is exactly what you think he is. He's just, he's just a down to earth dude. And we have a chance here in New York, not only to change the electoral politics of America for a very long time, but to really shock the world because people in New York, it is New York had a governor in 2004. So it is not, you know, it is not all that out of the realm of possibility as a thing to do. And for those people out there who may live in a Blair area, who may be watching this, just know something. You know, first off, presidents historically lose their first midterms. Doesn't matter who you are. Clinton lost in 94. Obama lost in 10. Trump lost in 18. The only reason Bush Jr. didn't lose in 2002 was because of 9-11. But you go all the way back, as far back as you want to go, presidents lose their first midterms. With a terrible economy, with a terrible system, and with a guy nobody really likes, I think. Right. I think for Joe, the Donald Trump, Biden, when you look at their polling numbers, is that a lot of people are like Biden, eh? But there's no fight down to Donald Trump. You're either 100 percent or you are zero. There's nobody going. Eh, Joe Biden seems all right. Nobody's going. Donald Trump, I don't mind him so much. You either have your mind made up or you don't. And that is. That's what I think is going to be the big, uh, the only point rolling into 24, particularly if we're in New York, because if we flip New York electorally, mathematically, the Democrats cannot win. They can't win. They pick up states that they have no business winning, Kansas, but they'd have to get the entire Midwest, get Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, all the way down the line just to make the numbers that New York, uh, New York plays. Man, we are so lucky to have you and Sean out there doing the loud majority and fighting for New York right now. Because I'll let you in on like what people here are, you know, the conservative people here in my area say, which is, what is up with New York? How are they letting this mayor be like, you know, and, and they forget about the rigged this and the rigged that. And, and, and they're just talking, you know, to talk. And I'm like, man, New Yorkers, like, they're not what you think, like, as far as politics go. Mm-hmm. They're not praising these people that are locking them inside their house for mm-hmm. the most part, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That's not well, the it's, situation. It's also the, it's also the live in a red area. Like, if you live in Florida right now, you don't really have a whole lot to complain about. If you right. live in Texas, you don't really have a whole lot to complain Maybe if you live in the cities, it might be a little bit different. But if you're in if you know, if you're happy with your governor, if you if you're if, if DeSantis is your governor, what, the, what are you complaining about? You know, so right. we have more in New York to fight fight against, and you know, the city really does control a lot of what happens in in the state of New York. 
just on population density, it stops swinging a little bit. You know, there's five boroughs of Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Staten Island always votes red no matter what because there's all Italians there. They vote no matter what, red the whole time, straight down the line. If we're able to yeah. peel off just 28, I, I was working the number on the other day. If we're able to peel off between 28 and 30% of the remaining four boroughs, we win, win walking away. Now, that's not that hard. A lot of times, there's been a lot of Republicans who don't, don't want to go into certain neighborhoods for a myriad of reasons, whether they've written them off or they don't like the people that live in that neighborhood. But I, they've never, I've, you know, I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood, so going into, going into the housing project in Brooklyn is nothing for me. I'm not, like, worried about that because I hung out with, these, hung out with, with, with rough people my whole life. So it's, I think if we, can get in, if we can get into these communities... All over the country, doesn't matter where it is. If you start getting into the Hispanic community and you start telling particularly new citizens in this country, you know, the Democrats, they're for 40 week abortions and they hate God and they want to remove church from your children's lives. A lot of these Hispanics are going to go, What? Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. You mean they're against the family? You know, you have, to, right. you have to meet people where they are because sometimes what's important to you. What's important to me isn't important to the guy at at the local gas station, but something's important to him. And I think that a lot a lot of things woke people up over the culture of the last year. So my little cousin, for example, in who the president was, I genuinely don't don't think he could tell you. He doesn't one way or the other. But he's he's big into cryptocurrency. He's a big crypto guy, and he read an article in the BBC that said that cryptocurrency was the new tool of white supremacy. And he calls me up, and he goes, Kevin, what the, what the hell does this mean? And I'm like, I told you, one day it will be at your door. It doesn't, it, it, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. One day they will come for something that you love. Just like, you know, uh, I got another cousin that loves football. Didn't care about politics his entire life. And then once NFL started doing all the kneeling and all the Colin Kaepernick crap, and we started getting two different national anthems, he went, all right, time for me to get engaged. Because now it's at my front door and meet people where they are. You're yeah, a much better shot putting them on the stuff that maybe they don't necessarily believe in. So true. So true. People care when it affects them. That's what I ran into mm-hmm. with the younger patriots. When it begins to affect them, then they start to care. So were you always political? Like, did you, um, were you always awake well, to the world? Well, I, American history as a kid, I, I just seem to, to love the subject. And then you kind of, if you're big into American history, it'll work your way into politics because you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's not what they meant when they wrote that. That's not how any of that works. Um, but, I mean, I went to school for political and journalism. If there's any kids out there watching, uh, don't do that because those majors are completely useless. Everything I learned in college, I could have learned on YouTube. But uh, don't, like, <laughs> I, I, I. I worked, I worked in the state senate uh, six years ago, so I got a taste of politics. I really got in on the ground and saw the way the, the sausage was made, and I saw the waste, and I saw, I saw how ridiculous things were. And look, I'll be honest with you. I'm 33 years old. I, I was a liberal. you know. I, I voted for Obama the first time. I got all into that hope and change thing. I'm like, oh, look, look here's this cool, young, charismatic black guy. This is going to be great. And I fell for it like a lot of other people did. And then as... Yeah. Things started Come to on. keep going and getting a little bit more radical. To realize that I wasn't changing. The liberals were changing. My values were exactly the same. I want to be left alone. That's it. Just leave me be. I, I don't I like, and, and this is what New Yorkers and Californians will do, which annoy me to no end, is that Texas and Alabama and Florida don't want to be California, but California insists that Texas be like California. I've that noticed is the encroachment this. that we see. Yeah. You know, the problem with that is I'm pretty sure the Texans don't want what is going on in California coming to their state. So I'm a Joe Rogan a, fan. A, it, yes, I love I, me and argue about this all the time. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah. I know he's I can go both ways because I wish he was a Trump lover. 
Um, but on the yeah. other end, I'll I'll still listen to Joe. I'll still listen to what he's got to say. Well, think, you know, I think the thing about Rogan is that we see him as a political figure because he talks politics. Yeah. But I don't think he thinks he's a political figure. So I don't think he imagines like when he says so when he has Bernie Sanders on his show and he says something like a great idea. I think in that moment when Bernie said it, Joe was like, oh, why should never why should never have health care? And then like when the world goes when the world goes downhill and he's got Aaron Rodgers, the biggest Republican on planet Earth, sitting there, he goes, Yeah, yeah, vote Republican. I think he just I think he just talks. He's a talk show host. So like back in the nineties, yeah. when Larry King was on CNN, he would have five different guests throughout the week. And none of these people had the same views. They all thought different things. They all did, did other things. But nobody was like confused by that sort of thing. I think people now are too stringent in this is the I want. I don't care what anyone else has to say. And if you don't do it my way, then you're out. And I, I don't like doing that because look, the show on so much politically, but the show works because we both know we're good people. We both know that we're coming mm-hmm. from a good place. Maybe we just see things differently. So it's it's it, the intellectual diversity on the right is uh, is is the big tent. I mean, look, most most post liberals, whatever you want to call it, um, the former liberals, people who left the left, people like Jogan or Tim Pool or uh, Dave Portnoy over at Barstool Sports or uh, Dave Rubin. A lot of these people, they're like, wait a minute, something here's just right. Something is not. I mean, look. The biggest name in conservative TV is Tucker Carlson. His first job was on CNN. His second job yeah, was, I know. was on MSNBC. So we forgive him. But we... Right. And, and I also think that a lot of... Look, they look for political idols in, in places like a Joe Rogan where I don't think he looks of himself that way. So I think... I think I watch him. You know, if he has a guest on, I know I'm not going to like. Maybe I won't tune in. You know, I mean, I yeah. watched the Bernie Sanders episode just out of morbid curiosity. But, you know, B. Shapiro on, I'm a big fan of his. If he has Jordan Peterson on, I'm a big fan of his. I met Jordan Peterson and I was, I was like a 10 year old girl meeting Justin Bieber. It was, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, oh my this God. This is great. <laughs> well, I have to say that you and Sean bring what I say is balance to your show. And that's kind of. Um, what Bubble and I do, we're polar opposite and I'm on a lot of topics as well, but we really can make each other see both sides and bring a balance yeah. to the conversation. So the research is mm-hmm. wide, you know, you, you're able to research so much more and understand so much more and relay it to other people. So absolutely. And there's, there's, and there's, look, there's so much out there. Okay. So I, we joke around a little time that the smarter the phones get the people but we have the wealth of human experience in our pockets the, the generations that came before us could not imagine have the ability to learn and to see just knowledge in general and so many people don't take advantage of it and it, for me it, i don't know i don't know maybe i just want maybe i want to know everything maybe i want to be in on all stories and figure out all the out all the mysteries of the universe but I don't know. It just drives me nuts when I'm sitting in a bar and I hear two very able-bodied people my age talking about housewives. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> no. That, like, well, why? First off, none of those real housewives are even housewives. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm a housewife. And let me tell you, I have four kids and I don't look like that every day. Okay. That is way like bun on top of the head, my mom I'm, garb, and I'm out. Yeah. I was saying they should have the real housewives of Staten Island, but the show would be canceled in two minutes because you're not allowed to show people beat kids with wooden spoons. <laughs> Some old school stuff going on in Staten Island. Some old school stuff. Well, like, it'd be, you'd piss off. I mean, I, I, we used to, our parents were, they, wouldn't, they were hilarious. But like it'd be cold out to my mother off, and she would just push me out the door in like shorts and yeah. a t-shirt. Just stand there for yeah. a while. I am in sure enough. Sure enough, I close my mouth. Mm-hmm. I had that's a just, thing. That's what it was. Yeah. Times were different back then. Times were different, Bubble. I always had a thing fun. where I 
Oh, sorry. We have such a lag again. No, um, I have a thing where I used to uh, say, stop it, or I'm going to ground you to the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, it's time to go, kids. You're grounded to the porch. That's it. That's, oh. it. That's what, you know what? I think that because we lost that sort of thing, it's a bit of childhood. You know, they were, I mean, on the weekends or over the summer or whatever, the sun came up. I was out. The sun went down. I was home. And whatever you did in between there, you figured out life on your own and you made mistakes. Now you have these helicopter parents who don't let their kids out of their side and they wipe down the tables with uh, with uh, disinfectant wipes and they give their kids gluten-free everything. And it's like, you're, you're not, where, where, where's your life? And go make a mistake. Go go get dirty. Go jump a fence. Go skin your knee. Go get into a fist fight. Like, that was, was part of life. That was at least the way I grew up. And I wouldn't have changed in any other way. We were like, we were like the outsiders growing up. Yeah, Jody and I just had that conversation the other day and, you know, we were talking about how so much has changed in just, you know, 15, 20 years time. And I was the same way, Kevin, like, you know, summertime I was out of school, I, you know, I left out of the house, you know, in the morning and I was, you know, from one end of the neighborhood to the other all day long. And I came back when the sun went down at night and it was, was just, mm -hmm. I miss it. Yeah, we used to have like... The street lights. The street lights where your watch. If the street lights yeah, come was, on, you better get home. You know, and, and we I mean look, we also grew up in a time where you were able to make a mistake. Now you have, you know, we're starting to enter into the generation of kids that of adults who grew up on social media. So you see like a lot of people that are like twenty five, twenty six who did stupid crap on Snapchat when they were fiend coming back to bite them. And I think oh, yeah. that proceed. And we, as we move forward, I think people are going to be a little bit more forgiving with stuff like, like that because they're going to be like, look, we all did it. We all have some of us out there. Let me tell you something. I know there are pictures of me at the bar. I was like 22 years old. That if I ever run for office, the New York Times is going to put it right on. <laughs> I can't believe you're talking about this right now. I got a story about it that just occurred. And, okay, so, um, you know, my family, my husband and my son are law enforcement. My nephew's law enforcement whole family is. And um, they've always taken a different approach to law enforcement. Like they're like just really chill about everything. And they've ran units, not like street cops, you know, not like patrolmen. Mm -hmm. So recently my son, when he, he's 25 now, he uh, went to Detroit at 19 and became an officer and through the Academy after college. And here's the thing. They went through every social media record ever to hire him. This was six years ago. So there, it was so intense. Well, now, the, just yesterday, a Detroit officer was fired for her social media yes. gig. Did you see it? I did. Like, I'm sorry. Even as law enforcement, we make fun of them, okay? Like, you are a corrupt law enforcement person. <laughs> She's from the yes, freaking, uh, what's it called? What's the name of that website they use she, for that, where you can sell your on, feet she, and crap? She was, she was on OnlyFans. <laughs> yes, yes. And she was all like well, sprawled you, out, you know and I'm like, oh, I was, thing, if I was there. If I was there, I'd have been like, well, maybe I wouldn't have had to do that if the city of Detroit would have paid me a living wage. You know, right. Life on the line. Spun, right. Spun that right around, and they've just been like, what? I'm not Absolutely. kidding you, man. I'm not kidding you. But at the same time, that's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, for sure. That would have been a good comeback. It's the way she put her way through school mm -hmm. or whatever. But I just thought, oh, good Lord, those can't be the people working with your children on a domestic. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, they not. show but, up to save I mean, the children. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have minded so much if, you know, my car <laughs> broke down and she showed up, but, you know. Absolutely, you wouldn't. That's funny. Oh, Look, so my dad's double... on the job, and yeah, I was going to say, my dad's on the job. I know that every time my car's ever broke down, the kid showed up looked an awful, like, more, an awful lot more like him than like her. So. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Okay, so. We put together another clip of the loud majority. There were so many things I could have clipped on you guys.
at this point, it was just like, I was enjoying listening to your content. And I wanted to point out, as funny as you guys are, your content is updated and it's incredible. Bubble and I both agree, like, whoa, they are dropping serious content that we appreciate. So I'm just going to share a little clip so people can see um, kind of how it works out for you guys when you're on there. Tied together at the hip. Yep. They're all Clintonites and they're all dirty, dirty, dirty people. Dirty. And now you're seeing them come right back Filthy. around. Filthy. Filthy people. Filthy people. Filthy. Now, and guys, if you don't think... They, if we don't win back the House oh, and, yeah. and or the Senate, right? Particularly both of them, right? If you don't, we don't win those back, and they start getting one guy to flip because he's afraid, two guys to flip. Don't be shocked if Attorney General never going to be on the Supreme Court, Merrick Garland, opens a RICO case on Donald Trump. Oh, definitely. That's why they're looking at the pack. Exactly. That's exactly why they're looking at the and pack. I got news for you guys. Once they open a RICO case. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because Rico is so broad. Rico was meant to be so broad as to get mafia. That's the racketeering. Yeah. That's how Giuliani took down the mob. The entire statute for for a Rico case is so broad that you can't get out of it because they can tie almost anything to you. They did this with the mafia. They were able to prove that a John Gotti maybe didn't directly kill anyone, but his underlings killed for him. Yes. And that is what they will do to Donald Trump because, honestly, you open a RICO statute, it's almost impossible to get out of it Yep. because someone. Wow. Just listening to you two in those accents, I'm like, I want more. I want to finish the clip. (laughs) Can we just watch your show today while you're here? (laughs) So loaded question, Kevin. What's your opinion? Are you calling? uh, Are you going to say you're looking for? Trump to get indicted, or you think it's not going to happen? Um, I don't know. I think I put it on the I spot. Would say if we don't, I I would say if we don't take back the House, if, if we don't take the House or the Senate, he probably gets indicted. If we do, I don't. I, I think that a lot of being used as a midterm tactic to try to keep him in the news, make him of the make him and whatever he may or may not have done, or whatever they're trying to. But on him, make that center of attention to deflect away from the fact that the Democrats have nothing. You know, I mean, this, I love Donald Trump. I've met him. Awesome guy. I'll turned off by him. He's very brash. He's, uh, you know, he's very out there. He says whatever's on his mind. And a lot of people don't like that. And I, I which I can understand. But I think that the Democrats are trying to make him the focal point. They're trying to make January 6th the focal point. They're trying to make abortion with Roe versus Wade to focus because they can't talk about their own, own agenda. They can't talk about their own record because right now Democrats are celebrating three and a half dollar gas. What? That's so we were talking about it on the show. We were like, all right, so if I if I started at 180 pounds and then I got up to 510 pounds and then I got back down to 370 pounds, like should I celebrate just yet or should I kind of keep moving here? Keep going. Because that's yeah. that's what gas was at. It was at 180, then it went 510, and now we're somewhere in the middle again. But we're still a way above where we started. And this is what Democrats want. They want moderate GDP growth. President Obama said when he was in office that fine with 2% GDP growth. Joe Biden said the exact same thing. That's really bad. That's like very stagnant economy. The economy is so bad right now <laughs> that they've... Um, They've created a new economic term called shrinkflation, which is just when companies will remove a little bit of a product out of a bag. So those came out and said they were moving. They were removing three chips out of every bag. So that's what's going on with what my kids' just, lunches. You're going to take out <laughs> exactly. No, look. If you look at if you get box of diapers, it used to be let's say it was a a twenty four pack. Now it's a 20-pack for the same price. That's that's new term of shrinkflation or cans of, cans of soup. Let's say they used to be 12 ounces. Now they're 10 ounces. They take a little bit out. So a little bit that you're not going to notice. If you go to – if you go get uh, bagels, you know, the pre-made Thomas bagels or whatever from the grocery store, mm. I bet you they're a little smaller than they used to be. You're probably right. You know what? You know what just happened to me this morning? The husband brought me this 
cabal sandwich, I call it, because from Subway for breakfast. It's an egg white bacon tomato and spinach, right? I'm trying to be healthy. So it gets me this like healthy sandwich, brings it home. And I'm looking at him like, this is my sandwich. And he's like, yeah, it's your breakfast wrap you like. I'm like, what happened to the bacon? This girl knows where her bacon's at, okay? My bacon was not on my sandwich. There was one little sliver of bacon, and I need my bacon on that sandwich. Yeah. That's what happened. You know, there's a... And there's so many things that you won't even notice about it. You know, suddenly, suddenly your, your seven day vacation is a six day vacation. Do you really yeah. notice that? Let's be honest. On the last day, you're ready to go home. Anyway. But it's just, it's the exact same price. And that, that's how this operates now. You know, they know that you're still going to buy the stuff. You're still going to go to the store and get a bunch of bananas. Do you really notice if there's six bananas in it or five? Yeah. Right. You know, it's sickening. It's called shrinkflation. That's the new term, huh? Yep. Shrinkflation. Yeah, because, Jeez, you know, they, they can't raise the price because then, you know, you're going to be, whoa, I'm paying, I'm paying $13 for a pound of bacon. So what do they do? They leave it at the price it was and they take out three strips. I'll tell I you actually what. watched their video um, just a couple of days. I ran across one, and it was a guy that was in he was in a grocery store and in the produce section. And so it was the the prepackaged um, like fruits and vegetables, you know, an ounce of whatever, and you know it says an ounce on the package on the container, but he was weighing all these different products, and they don't weigh what they advertise to weigh, you know. Of course yeah. they And how many people are going to well, stop and say, oh, let me weigh, weigh my bag of grapes, you know? Don't mess with my bacon. Exactly. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm with you there. I am with you there. <laughs> pasta and bacon. I can live with it. Wherever pasta right. and bacon, pasta bacon and beer island, I'm going there. I'm never coming back. Well, give us an invite. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd like to join that I island. Don't worry, I'll see you. Don't worry, I'll cook. It'll be great. It'll be unbelievable. I love some good food because I'm, I'm, you know, like cooking all the time, and you don't want to eat your own food anymore. And you got to make kid food, and yeah. I'm settling for this like kid stuff. And I'm like, I want some good food. Who knows how to cook that? <laughs> Who can come and do? Yeah, okay. I'm I a pasta you. girl. If we, if we Head out to if we ever head out to Michigan. I got you. Don't worry. Oh, I'll bring my own I'm ingredients. So I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of mozzarella you guys got out there. I'm not trying to mess around with some fake cheese. Wait, what kind of what? I, 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 mozzarella. Cheese. What kind of what? What kind of cheese? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. I can't say it like him. <laughs> so the hillbilly version Mo- of that is mozzarella. <laughs> Yeah, my parents being mozzarella. from the south. Like, mozzarella. That's like seventeen. Do you want mo- <laughs> yeah, mozzarella cheese on your pizza. <laughs> Say pizza. Pizza. pizza? Yeah, pizza. I. I, I, think pizza. I think that one might be. There's coffee. There's water. There's a. Uh, I have a cousin who says that I say scallops wrong. She says scallops. 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 I say scallops. Scallops. I say scallops. Yeah. I also so get called Boston. out for my so, word. But she's, uh, you know. Horrible lag. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, balance. If I no, say what balance. what word do you get out for? Balance? Like, like I'm on a balancing <laughs> beam? And I say balance. Balance. And they say. No, yeah, that's what I, they do. They're I, like, I, I, look, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that, like, as a New York guy, when we go to, like, a Nashville and, like, hear the way those women, I know when we got off the plane and, like, the, the girl was, like, the, whoever the gate attendant was, she was like, howdy, y'all. And we all just looked at each other like, y'all never leaving. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a place. I'm moving down here from now on. Like, that's what I hear. But when I hear it, it sounds it makes me cringe. But according to other people, you know, it's it's cool. So I, I just know. Rolled it. No, I love to one listen wait- to Bubble. We had one we had one waitress. We had one waitress at, at some restaurant we were at. She came over. She had like like 
it was almost like a, a movie southern accent. Like it was like fake, but not. But I just looked at her and I was like, "Can you just stand here and just like read me a book?" <laughs> I just want to like hear you speak. I'm like, can you read me the entire menu? I love I've it. I've never been to New York, but I've been to California a few times. And every time I've went there, I always have at least one person that I run across that they're just like, can you just keep talking? Can you just stand here and talk for a little while? <laughs> it's, it's funny because on know, it's, Tuesday. It's, it's, oh, sorry. This lag I have is horrible. But on Tuesday nights, I'm stuck in between Alabama and Alabama, JD and Bubble. And they're both Southern. So when I go upstairs and I'm getting ready for bed or whatever, I'm always more Southern than I was when I did the podcast. <laughs> I got this draw that doesn't, it's That's like, really good night, y'all. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's so funny. Yeah. But we'll get you talking like a New Yorker soon. You, you just got to talk really fast and never look at the person, though. Never look at them. Never look at it. You always have to look at their chin. Don't ever look them in the eye. That way they can get a read on you. Oh. That way they can get a read on you. I'm not like sure right enough. Now, <laughs> like right now I'm looking at this camera, but if I was talking serious, I'd be looking down at my screen. That way you can't get a read on me. Oh. That's a good that's, maybe, that's, maybe it's the paranoid in me because like, you know, you, know, you catch eyes at somebody in New York and you look away. Because if you don't and they don't look away, now you got to fight. I noticed that. Nobody's like, hey, how's your day going? I got the door for you. Nobody's like that in New York. But when, every time I go to the South, people will just like, people will just like say hello to you on when you're walking down the street. Yeah. I would never do that. That's if, Michigan too. Queens, yeah. If I was walking through Queens and I'm walking through and somebody he was like, oh, how's your day? I'd be like, stop trying to sell me something, bro. Get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> oh, this is so good. So when I was in New York, because I was talking to everyone and saying hello and carrying on and, you know, what's it like living here and whatever business I had um, after some champagne because I was at a wedding. So I was really talking because I don't drink. But once in a while. You know, you're at a wedding. I'll have a cocktail. So they thought I was somebody like special, started getting their picture made because I was engaging them. They thought that I was somebody else. And finally, the guy says, we don't talk to each other here like that. Like, where are you from? No. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you don't talk to each other? But it's true. We don't. I don't talk to anybody like that. I don't talk to Sean like that. <laughs> It's weird. Oh, that's so weird. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> yeah. I feel like you know what it is. You spend long enough around a long enough time around people like that. Like you know, some particularly when you're in certain neighborhoods or you know you're you're with a certain crowd. You know that somebody's out there on the hustle. That they're trying for something. That everybody's got an angle. That they're trying to do. Not even if it's anything nefarious, but you know, you walk down the street in Manhattan, you catch eyes with somebody, and they got anything in their hand. They're going to give you one of them. I don't want, want that. Keep that if I don't ask you for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so but weird. That's what, and and <laughs> that's why people get when they hear the New Yorkers, like real New Yorkers that are conservative, like me, they're like, you don't talk like Michael Knowles. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. William F. Buckley <laughs> would have... No idea who I am. He'd be very confused. Like Ronald, you know, but that's why that's why guys like Trump and Reagan did so well. They got it. Donald Trump, it wasn't about what Donald Trump said that pissed off the media, how he said things. You know? Yeah. I knew I, I, when he first ran, I was like, oh, here we go. Make me famous again. Keep me in the limelight. You know, the apprentice is over, whatever. And then when Megyn Kelly asked him that question about um about uh his Twitter feed and how he speaks about women, and he looked down at her and he just said, "Only Rosie O'Donnell." I was sitting in college, and I was like at my desk in uh, in the, the uh, in the graphic design room in uh, where we were doing uh, the news show. At my desk doing some work, and I just go, I look up and go, "Oh my god!" And everyone, I go, 
he's going to win. And they're like, yeah, right. He's going to win. I go, no, 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 no. That, you don't know how funny that actually was. The, he, like, definitely admitted it and went after Rosie O'Donnell, someone that everyone hates. Like, there was just, but it wasn't staged. It was real. Mm-hmm. It was in that moment. He was just like, yeah, watch this. And the whole crowd erupted. I went, this guy is something, and this guy's something different. And from that moment on, I was like, wow, he's a, uh, he might actually win. That's kind of what I thought. I, you know, it, when I first started really hearing him be himself and be brash, it's the first time that the American people really saw a person, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just a politician. It was a person. And I don't care if people take it rude or not. He was real. It was genuine, and we were like, yeah, let's go with this. And that's kind of what made me yeah, interested in him. High society shouldn't speak the way Donald Trump speaks. You know, and there was that whole the Access Hollywood tape. Like, when, when he was like, oh, it's, it was locker room talk. I just remember thinking, I'm like, no, that's just the way. Uh, hold on, can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's just to each other when they're alone. Like, one guy talking about how tough the other one is. Like, that's all that was. It wasn't anything, you know, it, it's no worse than I've ever heard at, at any bar or some guy trying to talk himself up, you know, like to another guy. Like, but that, when people heard that, they wouldn't, they didn't, the media got more mad that people didn't react the way they wanted them to react. They were, people in society should not speak this way. They shouldn't, I mean, you know, they, they quite him and Marco Rubio quite literally measure on stage. Like you don't do that in a presidential race, but it was hilarious and it works yep. because that's the way people talk. Couch. That's the thing about the media that that's the thing that the media never understood about President Trump is that it wasn't so much what he was saying; it was how he was saying it, and it was refreshing. The age of oh, I want to be president because children are our future. Those days are over. Those days are so over, you know and. Yeah, it's a. It's Donald a Trump for, was the first real uh, crack. For me, it's about you know being able to relate on a, on a real kind of level, you know. Um, and you know, I'll be honest, uh, Trump being so um, open and just vocal and just saying you know whatever comes out of his mouth is probably one of the main things that um, you know won me over. You know, like I like this. That's how I am. You know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mince words, you know, I just say what it is. Um, and so that was a, that was a huge, uh, selling point for me for sure. And, you know, like you were saying, Kevin, with the, the locker room talk, I mean, I'm a female and I could care less about if he said that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was, it was, you know, it was so funny, but then it, it was, <laughs> Ann Coulter went on, went on Omar a couple of weeks afterwards, and Bill Maher asked him about it. And Ann Coulter had the greatest line ever. She was like, what? You mean women don't sleep with celebrities? And she looked right at Bill Maher and like made a face. Like, almost like, yeah, the reason why you get whipped because you're just Bill. It's not because you're your looks. And he like didn't know what to do with himself. And I was like, I don't know, you know. I guess apparently I'm not famous enough yet. <laughs> I'm hey so man, I knew who you were. But, uh, I knew who you were. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's it's, it's funny that, that, like I said, when he like when he called the people coming over were bad, bad hombres. I just remember thinking, like, this is this is hilarious because these buttoned up Harvard grads have no idea how to talk. I'm sure they know which fork to use during which of their verses, but that, that's not how regular people. Operate. That's why I'm so I'm so fascinated to see how JD Vance does in Ohio. I don't even put that second fork out unless it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but JD Vance in his book, in, in his book Hillbilly Elegy, he talked how the first time he went to one of these high society Yale law schools that he didn't know how to use the silverware properly, and I'm just. What does that mean? Fork is a fork. Like, yeah. I can't use this spoon soup. Like, 
Like, and that's that's the way people operate. Like that Trump eats a steak. Well done. Like I, I mean, I would never. never. Yeah, I would never. No, I ever like eat a steak. Well with done. their coffee, they got the, the finger out. No, oh, yeah. Well, what the hell's my? Uh, you got to have your finger out when you drink your coffee. I think it's this one though. It's like. And I used yeah. to practice oh tea party with my kids, so oh that's the only God. reason I know how to do this. I'm not yeah, fancy that was at the all. That was, oh, that was awful. <laughs> well, hey, I have that coffee, and then I it was have... awful. It was like room temperature. Oh yeah, we do every show with oh, our cups. Man. We got this cup. I got my J cup. I got oh, hot coffee. Yeah. I got cold Jones. coffee. Oh, I love it. I got shown one bear more. Shelf. I'm going to show you. Oh, I love Bear Shelves Biden. That's so weird. I have FJB. Yeah. And this one is we my just got, uh, We just got We just got new shirts with Republicans on them. And they're selling out like they're on fire right now. I literally can't. I bought a whole bunch of them. And after the show this morning, Sherman was wearing it. And now they are flying. Oh, that's awesome. Let's tell everyone where they can go to get the merch. I was looking at it. I personally want a loud majority shirt or hat. Yeah, same. I got you. I want loud majority. No, we're going to hook it up. We're going to get it. But let's tell everybody where we can um, get your merch at. Uh, You got to go to loudmajorityus.com. The shop is right there. We really appreciate the support. The lights on in this place. By selling T-shirts and uh, you know decals and flags and stuff like that, we uh, you know it's a it's a real dime operation that we run here. But the fact that we keep bare bones and we we're not you know we don't have any backers or anything like that. We don't have mm-hmm. giant advertisers. I mean, we advertise like local pizza places around you know. So it's um yeah. you know the best way for you guys to help us out would just be to buy a T-shirt. We don't like for donations because I'm giving someone something. So. If feel so inclined to donate just buy a bunch of shirts or a bunch of hoodies you know uh it's it's in now so we really the hoodie is awesome uh, com. thank you yes loud majority us.com and i'm gonna have all these links y'all in the description box below on rumble if you're listening to the audio version we can also hook that up in the description as well so um, it'll all. And be also, there. I'll add to so what much. what Kevin was saying. Um, you know, I think it's really important that, that we continue to um, to to stress that you know all of these um, people that are your news now. Um, you know, the loud majority. Um, you know, I'll throw in like the Gateway Pundit as an example. Um, all of those things cost money to operate, um, and so you know. Find something, you know, some merch to to support, you know, people that are in this fight is very important that we do that. I agree. And that's why, you know, Bubble and I will have merch, but we do not do donations either. And neither does uh, Patriots Helping Patriots. We only have stuff available or my pillow code, you know. Um, it's just, yeah. I like I, the I, same thing, I like, Kevin, I like to receive something. Stuff. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We have a couple things I mean, look, we have to do. I mean, look, Go ahead. Solicit donations, but you know, if if I open my mailbox, well, you know, I'm not sending it back. <laughs> right, right. No way. Hey, You're working your butt off. off. Such a lag. Okay, so we have one more thing to spotlight. Bubble, do you want to introduce what we're doing with the week? Spotlight oh, yeah, of the week. So, um, you know, we're going to, this is our, you know, second week with this show. Um, so we got a lot of great things planned um, and coming for the future. So there'll be new, new stuff um, pretty regular. Um, but this week we want to start doing um, the True Social Spotlight. And we're going to pick a couple of, you know, accounts on True Social and kind of give them a shout out and um, highlight them every week. So this week's going to be our first week doing that. All right, so I'm going to throw it up, and then we will tell you why and who they are, because you won't be able to hear the voice in this clip. All 
right. Spotlight of the right. week is going to Kells, 97, 100, I believe. Um, yep. Kells is just an amazing patriot. She uh, fouls out. She shouts out. She's, um, you know, so spiritual and loving and caring. And I just really think that she's doing a great job on True Social. So we thank you, Kells. And I know we don't know each other very well. Um, and that's the point of this, pointing out somebody that's just doing an amazing job. Go yeah, ahead it, and do the other bubble. I don't want to, you know, um, you well, know I, just a little well, pat I, on the back for folks. Really awesome. Thank you. And then our second, our like, second part of this week is going to be uh, Patrick Orlando. Um, Patrick's doing great things. Um, Patrick's the CEO of UAC, and we are um, really working hard to push out um, getting this go and vote for the the DWAC uh, TMTG merger extension. Um, and we will put all that information um, up in the we'll put it in the description. Um, but Patrick's working really hard to get that out and circulate it. And so, you know, let's do what we can to help him spread the word. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's also not forget, you guys, to go on over to cleanelections.org and sign up to get a group together to adopt a Dropbox in your local area. So if you have Dropboxes in your state, that would be awesome if you guys could get involved with that or get involved with your election. There's other stuff you can do if you do not want to adopt a drop um, drop box. But um, anyhow, let's not forget to do that. So, um, Kevin, I want to go back to you here. We're going to go. We can find you at the loudmajority.us.com. We can find Kevin on the Loud Majority. Yeah, loud majority. Um, Rumble, sorry. Com. Uh, Kevin Smith on show. Uh, real Kevin Smith on Getter. Um, I'm all over the place. If you want, if you guys are still on Facebook, go to Long Island Loud Majority. It's a Facebook page. Just hit that, uh, hit that follow button. That's probably our biggest platform at the moment, like 31,000 members. And uh, Instagram Loud Majority, we're, we're all over the place. So. That's amazing. And let's not forget Rumble. Um, I was a little confused because oh, yes. I Rumble. have two of your channels. Yeah. Um, so what is the LAF channel? What is the LAF TV channel? Okay. So LA, uh, uh, Live from America is run by Jeremy. Uh, there's four different shows on it that runs from 8 a.m. Eastern to p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's, uh, Antonio Sato Jr. starts it off, then Sean and myself are on, on then Jerno, and then uh, former New Jersey congressional candidate Michael Crispy. If you're a fan of Right Side Broadcast, American's Voice, you probably have seen him before. Uh, he's, he's on there as well. Uh, we do shows throughout the day, every day. LFA TV, the loud majority U.S. is, is Sean and mine, our Arsenal Rumbles. Our business rumble where we do our show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to see our premium content show where we do a whole bunch of wild stuff, go, go to loudmajority.locals.com. Sign up for that. It's like five bucks a month. And we appreciate it. But uh, we have fun there. We get silly. I know. You guys are awesome to watch. It's so interactive. It's fun. <laughs> You're silly. I like the, uh, you know, just getting to be yourself on there, New York style, Long Island style. It's mm -hmm. awesome. So, um, anything you else so you want to cover before we go today? You're so welcome. We have such a lag. Not Can you guys good. hear me? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead here and we'll have this all up in the description box below. Bubble, we covered everything, correct? I think so. All Looks right. Like you, so you guys be sure to tune into the Loud Majority um, every morning, Monday through Friday, and watch the show at 10 a.m., I believe. Um, except for Friday mornings where Bubble and I are He's on at 10 a.m. We're just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Unless yeah, you're don't, a prude and don't want to laugh. No. Oh, we didn't even get to the fun stuff then, I guess. I'm still trying to figure out what this posting without pants thing is, but I guess we'll get to that another time. 
Hey, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it's true with podcasting for anybody watching. You never know if anybody is actually wearing pants. That's all I'm going to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody have a good day and uh, thank you for watching and we're going to catch you all soon. God bless you all. God bless everyone.